0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is Episode 67 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Index Fund Advisors, ifa.com. Horsemanship Radio is a part of the family of the Horse Radio Network. And today we have It's Girls' Day, because we have some great stories. We have Pat Roberts telling us all about her experience at Windsor Castle with the Royal Windsor Horse Show. And we have Ada Gates farrier international she is now actually calling in farrier work we've got to tell you how this works This is Debbie Laux, and you're listening to the Horsemanship Radio. Thanks for joining us. Horsemanship Radio airs on the first and the fifteenth of the month, and I have my producer Jen with me today. Hi, Jen. Greetings, Debbie. Hey. Nice to be back. Good. Thanks for coming back. I wanted to hear a little bit more about. We have a stage two of the Nigel story. <laughs> You've been holding out on me, and I want to hear this. You brave girl. You, it sounds like you're going to set out to do something new on top of Nigel I want to hear about.
2: Yes. It, we're I'm working on getting Nigel 2.0 programmed. Yeah. And uh, I, among other things, this past week, I discovered that Nigel is donkey phobic. Oh, really? Yes. He is not just concerned about donkeys. He's <laughs> genuinely donkey phobic.
1: Donkey phobic. So never seen one? Is that your impression? Um. I would be surprised if he had never seen
2: one. I mean, donkeys are just ubiquitous here in Central Florida. Oh, is that right? Um, but he definitely has issues with donkeys. Def- there's no doubt about that. We uh, were strolling gently down our street back here. We live in a, in a subdivision, which is very quiet. There are no, there's only one entrance and exit So The only people who drive around back here live here. Huh. Okay. And uh, strolled along and a paddock that I know a donkey lives in donkey, his favorite thing to do is hide behind his little palomino horse oh, friend. No. <laughs> and whenever we get near him, what he does is he ducks under the palomino's neck. So he pops out from underneath of the palomino <laughs> at a dead gallop. Oh. And surprises the horses. And he just loves And then he races down the fence. And it's in the shade. So uh, he did this to Nigel. And Nigel did a sit and spin. Oh. Not an easy thing to do when you're 16'2 and 1100 pounds. Gosh, yeah. yeah and we did it across the road. And there was skidding involved. Oh. uh, Yes.
1: He has has skateboards for
2: feet too. (laughs) Skateboards for feet. He absolutely does. They're built a lot like skateboards. But we got over into some grass where it was safe and we uh we walked back and forth and we communicated gently until he started to breathe again. Oh poor guy. Poor guy was holding his breath. Uh so he does have a good spook.
1: That was that was my first discovery. Is that right? That's the first one you wrote out, huh? That was his first spook since I got him. Absolutely. Oh, boy. And, and does the donkey continue to taunt or does he finally give up the game? Oh, no. The don- donkey will taunt. Donkey does oh. not give up. Oh. Donkey is
2: does so not mean. give up. And he's okay with donkeys from, from a distance.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's when donkeys come to the fence and threaten to uh, attack him. Well, that's anything. Yeah. yeah zombie donkeys. <laughs>
1: yeah, zombie donkeys. And with all those ears, it yes, does look those ears pretty are so, scary. Well, I thought,
2: you know, this is a good time to think about going back to some more basics because I've been doing a lot of basic work with him. Um, nothing advanced a lot of uh, ground poles and groundwork and stuff to help good. him get a little bit better clued into where his giant six inch wide platypus
1: feet are, feet are yeah. <laughs> is he still um hitting wood every time he jumps over the cavalettis not jumps. you know i have seen a <laughs> an improvement oh good
2: we have we've uh stepped back a little bit and doing mostly walk work um but I'm really spending a lot of time rebalancing him so that mm-hmm. when he gets to said ground pole or Cavaletti, he's, mm. he's been pre balanced.
1: Good. Yeah. yeah. Is, he, is he, you've got the Julie halter on him. You're using the Julie now. I'm riding him
2: in a bridle right now. But what I'm going to do, because okay. I, he has learned behaviors with the bridle, he, he's very good at uh, getting a little bit behind the bit. And when they do mm-hmm. that, they can fall on their forehand.
1: Mm-hmm. He's big. And yeah. he's a big
2: boy. And he's, he's learned that behavior. Mm. and he, what he'll do then is I have to ask him to half-halt and come back up to the bit instead of below it and behind it, mm-hmm. and then he gets a little bit excited. He can, I can feel his adrenaline going up because he's going, oh, you're going to make me do things that are hard. <laughs> make <Yeah>. me think. <laughs> make me think hard, make me work hard, and those are learned behaviors. So, I, well, what I'm going to do then is I'm going to take that bit out of your mouth and ask you to do the exact same skill with my body but the bit's going to be different and i found in the past especially with x race horses that's enough of a change that they kind of go off that loop mm-hmm. you know they yeah. they're going oh this is a new skill when in fact it's not
1: yeah yeah and, exactly and, they can't and, lean on it nearly as much i mean they don't feel that they that don't they don't that, have so. quite the need mm-hmm. i mean you yeah.
2: can certainly ride badly and teach horses to lean on a side pull yeah. like that, I've seen people do it. You can, right. <laughs> a human being can deaden any horse to any aid if we try hard enough. That's it, <laughs> right? So if I play my cards right, that's he's going to see that as a new learned behavior, and he's going to try a little bit harder to to sit back onto his hawks and carry himself through those ground pulls. But I'm going to get him onto the uh, long lines so he's double lunging. Good. Yeah, that's. That's and a good idea. The,
1: work with the long lines first because you get them in frame. And you, uh, you frame. have a little surcingle single you can I do. Thread through.
2: Perfect. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna do that a little bit. Um, and then I'm gonna move that on to riding onto his back and, and I'm gonna start doing some uh work with the poles a little bit more random
3: because okay. he's done
2: ground poles zillions of times. Uh, and again learned behavior he knows that once he gets to that first pole he can carry himself in a certain way to get through the poles because they're pre-measured you know when yeah. you do a trot pole it's always between four and four and a half feet apart and he knows that so he doesn't think about it he's just on autopilot and i want yeah. him to think about where his feet are that's where the the crux of the issue is he doesn't think where his feet are he just goes
1: yeah. And and he needs to start depending on you a little bit to to instruct. So when he starts listening, it, it, when you when you break up the routine a little exactly. bit, it's when they really kind of lean on you. He's yeah. gonna
2: ask me, Well, what am I supposed to do rather than uh-huh. just plowing it? yeah, what yeah. next? And this is a fun, interesting and comfortable way for him. It. It's gonna be comfortable physically because it's not hard work for his poor mal- malnourished body existing on cheese puffs.
1: Yeah, but it's going to make couch his potato
2: a couch that's potato. Right. But it's going to engage him mentally, and that's yeah. really what I want to. I want to engage him mentally so that physically he can become stronger.
1: Really good idea. Yeah. Really good idea. I want to. I want to hear some more about that too. We have uh, there for those who are using the the Monty Roberts University too. Um, there are some great. Uh, freelance kind of l- from-the-ground long-lining exercises that Dad does uh, with Chrome, with his mm-hmm. Western reining horse. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun to see just the creativity in that. You know, because Western reining horses, some people train them just to a routine. And my gosh, I would just go brain dead. And then there's another big horse that he uses, Bugattis, this big dressage horse from Germany. And this horse was a real spooky horse and uh, it certainly didn't know much about going backwards Or any of those things, you know, dressage. Oh, sure. Yeah, you dare to do that
2: when you're a dressage horse. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And this horse, he gets on the ground. He's on the ground and he's got uh, Cavaletti poles. He ends up unclipping and just using hand gestures to back this uh, big, big, warm blood horse back through an L. Cavaletti's on the ground and um, through a pinch in a, some panels. So Mm -hmm. he has a kind of an hourglass Mm -hmm. narrow area and there's so many fun things you can do. And when, you know, there's a little bit of intelligence in there. It's so stimulating for them too. They have, I love to stimulate them mentally. Mm -hmm. And they start looking at you like, what are we going to do next? And Mm -hmm. this is fun. And, and sometimes it's hard, but you know, it's just really, it's a fun thing to do with your horse that breaks up the routine and yeah, and gives them a little muscling too, you know that Oh,
2: absolutely. It's just like doing Tai Chi or yoga for a human. You're you're exercising core muscles and right. exercising isn't just about getting the respiration up. You know, so many of us will trot twenty meter circles till we're blue in the face. Right. Yeah. But, you know, we, we've got to do some cross-training there. Now, when I go to my Monty Roberts University and sign in, what mm-hmm. would be a good search term to put up there in the search bar? Because I know you have all kinds of keywords attached to these videos.
1: We do. We do. We're, and we're getting better at that, too. Yeah, let me... Um, Test it out. We, Test it out right now, live. I'm doing it on right the as we radio show. <laughs> yeah. If we were live, it would be live. So we uh, we have uh, we have broke... Actually, we just divided the lessons up into categories, and this would be Groundwork Foundational and Groundwork uh, Advanced. So if you go to the Groundwork Advanced, you'll see some of those uh well, let me start with groundwork foundational. will be things like the dually dance where you really get the horse watching your feet. Cause just like the you know, the the leader out in the herd, I was gonna say the mayor, but it, it's hey, whoever's leading that pasture is the leader up. They control the feet. And by that I mean literally you can watch them move their feet and the other horses either back off <laughs> moving That's in the true. same pace or Absolutely. go forward yeah. as yeah. driven. Uh, so anyway, things like the dually dance and the, the long lining and advanced long lining are really fun. The advanced long lining is what I was just talking about with Chrome, uh, where dad starts with the elementary procedures for advanced techniques. And then he uses ground poles and then he does some fancy footwork in probably what you're going to be doing, which is the double lines and the single, and just getting that horse in frame. And then he does extreme long lining where he zigzags, you know, he takes them through mm-hmm. the weave poles, kind of thing. And and uh, and then quality time afterward, which is really important too, Jen. We should say that out loud too. Once they've gone through this and it's like, whew, that was tiring and mm-hmm. fun and all that, spend a little quality time with them too, uh, just taking the pressure off. So that lesson is a really good one. I could I could take people too. Oh, yeah, so that's And that's, that's just great. called advanced yeah. long lining. And then the other one with the Bugatti is… Um, Another one is training the the young horse. That's a fun one because you get to see from first saddle all the way through to the long lining session on that horse. Oh, so that's a
2: great one for folks too. who have horses that have not experienced any of this before, whether he's, even if it's an older horse, if he's not experienced long lining or any of this before,
1: that's a great place to start. absolutely absolutely because you see that horse without a rider on without the challenge of having to listen to a rider and all the things that are going on with that just from the ground start to understand how to turn left how to turn right and what that that side pull feels like and uh, without the complication of legs but then sometimes we even increase the complication of legs by just putting uh, we wrap up some uh, tarp or uh, rubber boots and throw them over the saddle, you know, and just Mm -hmm. let those dangle around too without, you know, there's no cues coming from them, but they're just something on their sides. So that's for the young horse. And then any of the Monty's tour demonstrations, those are amazing because that's done in front of a live audience and they, the... You've got a pinched amount of time. You've got about 30 minutes to work with a horse that he's never worked with before. And the owner comes, you know, exasperated saying, whatever the issue is, won't stand still for mounting, won't load in the trailer. And in, you know, 30 to 45 minutes, the whole lesson's 10 minutes, but you get to see a condensed
3: formula Mm, of that.
1: Uh, You get to see how he breaks down those steps to get that horse, at least on the road, to getting over that issue or creating a comfortable spot for for that training. So anyway, it's just really good, and people can write me, Debbie at moneyrobbers and, and ask me to uh, for specific um, issues that they're having. See, that's like, the joy. Be, There's somebody that they can talk to. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if you're a if you're a student already and you're on the uni, you can hit the support tab and guess who you get. Hello, it's you me, get again. Debbie. Yay! <laughs>
2: I am support, and I I use
1: Debbie for support a lot. People, don't be afraid. Oh yeah, don't. Yeah, no, it's fun. Actually, the forum is the best in the world. It really. I've never seen anything negative on that forum, and people help each other. So that to me is that's the secret sauce right there too. As
2: we all help each other. Well, one of the other things that Nigel has going for him right now are his big flat feet.
1: Yeah, and I do believe we've got a guest coming on today. Oh, yes, we do. Ada Gates. People are going to love Ada Gates. If you haven't heard Ada Gates before, there's nobody on earth like her, and she is the absolute top farrier on earth. She will tell it like it is. Monty's used her since the 1970s because nobody is as honest, forthright, and as talented as Ada Gates.
3: Hi, I'm Mark Hebner, president of Index Fund Advisors and proud owner of Monty Roberts Willing Partners graduate, He's a Sugar Bear. (laughs) (laughs) You know, investment portfolios are a lot like horses. You need to find one that best suits you, your temperament, and your stage of life. Some people might like an energetic horse and an aggressive investment portfolio, while others are more comfortable with a gentle ride and a more conservative investment portfolio. The trick is to find the one that's right for you. That's what Index Fund Advisors is all about, matching people with portfolios, risk-appropriate, low-cost, and globally diversified investment portfolios. You can find the right portfolio for you by taking the risk capacity survey at ifa.com. That's IFA as an in index fund advisors. Or you can call us toll-free at 888-643-3133. That's 888 643 3133. In
1: 1978, Ada became the first woman farrier licensed to shoe thoroughbred racehorses in the United States and Canada. Her unique status gave her great opportunities, including guest appearances on Late Night with David Letterman, What's My Line, To Tell the Truth, and The Today Show. Ada's also been the subject and author of many magazine and newspaper articles. Her dedication to the industry has led to many years of selfless service, including ferry liaison for the 1984 Olympic Games, official horseshoe inspector for the Pasadena Tournament of Roses Parade, and member of the California Thoroughbred Foundation Board of Directors. She's been a presenter of various seminars there. In 2008, Ada received the Edward Martin Humanitarian Award at the American Ferriers Association Convention in Lexington, Kentucky, and she was invited and served on the Farrier Committee for the the Alltech FEI World Games in Lexington in 2010. Well, welcome back. Hi, Ada Gates. Hi, Debbie. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad to have you back on. It's always good to hear your voice, too, and I hear you've been having some adventures. What have you been up to?
4: Well, I got this extraordinary phone call from a gentleman in North Carolina He called me and said he had a horse in Panama, a racehorse with a suspensory problem, and that it had been recommended to him to put wedge shoes on the horse, and he looked all over the United States everywhere for racing aluminum wedge shoes, couldn't find them, (laughs) called Santa Anita Racetrack all the way from North Carolina, got the stable office, told them what he needed, and they said, oh. There's only one person you Uh, can talk to, (laughs) and that's Ada Gates, and here's her phone number. So this extraordinary connection came through, and this gentleman told me about his horse, and he's a doctor, Dr. Arauz Dutari. He is a periodontal implant doctor in North Carolina, but he is a Panamanian gentleman, And has racehorses there, and he had this issue, and he asked me if I could help him. And I said, well, let's see. Wedges on suspensories, may I please tell you we don't want to do that. And I will tell you that when you raise a heel, it acts like the pulley gets a lot more tension over the ankle. When you raise the heel, this pulley action happens and stresses the tendons even more. And rather than resist me, he yeah. said, oh, I understand completely. I said, that's wonderful. Yeah. So I said, what we need to do is we need to get this horse back to ground zero. We mm-hmm. need to get this horse perfectly balanced, flat, his foot under his leg, and then let's see where we are. And the way we can do that is I'm going to send you this kit that has a ruler in it instructions, a DVD, and it's going to tell you exactly how to trim the foot perfectly balanced, 50-50 in the front, 50-50 inside-outside. He said, oh, okay, well, then what's next? And I said, well, once you get this, he said, well, I'll take it to Panama. I'm going to go down to Panama. I'll take this kit with me. I said, fine. And that's what we'll do. We're going to shoe the horse on the telephone. (laughs) He said, (laughs) really? I I said, yes, you yeah. go to Panama, you get your team gathered, get the horse, and you call me and on a speakerphone, I'm going to tell you how to shoe this horse.
1: Well, he not said, the doctor. He's got a guy down there, right?
4: No, he had the, the farrier. He has yeah. a farrier yeah. and a vet and a, you know, he's got his team down he's got there. got a team. Yeah. State. Good. Yeah. So he said, that's wonderful. And that's exactly what we did, Debbie. We shod a racehorse in Panama on the telephone.
1: Oh, my gosh. Is that a first for you? Is that the first time? Yes. Good. It's amazing. Yes.
4: <laughs> and so off we went on the telephone at the appointed hour. And I said, look, oh, and I see he had already sent me uh, photographs of the horse Okay. And a video of him, the horse walking oh,
1: towards good. him. Oh, good. Okay, good. So, so I, now,
4: these, yeah, go ahead.
1: Was was he was he sore? Was he what? Why did he call you in the first place? And I mean, and well, why? why he sa- had a. Sus- go ahead. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. The horse apparently
4: had strained his suspensory ligaments mm-hmm. and was not doing well. Unbeknownst to me at the moment, he he moved the horse from one stable over to his to another stable, to a new trainer, and Mm -hmm. a new horseshoer, and a new veterinarian. So we were going to start new in a new place. Mm -hmm. And the horse was not head-bobbing lame, but he he clearly had an issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I described to them all the things that I wanted them to look at before we even got started.
1: Okay. Tell us. And
4: I said, look at the coronet and how it kind of bumps up high back at the heel that shows he's stressing and the heel is pushing up at the coronet. Mm -hmm. Look how the foot is not underneath the leg. Look how one heel is higher than the other. He's not landing flat. Mm -hmm. Um, Look how the angle of the pastern is different from the angle of the hoof capsule. Broken back, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. And and worst of, all, worst of all was the heels were very high and pushed forward. So the heel was supporting the front of the leg, not the back of the leg, mm-hmm. which is where we really need the heel to be to support the back of the leg. Mm-hmm. So we go through all of this, and I told him that the right front, it was pointing. The horse did not want to put weight on the right front. So I said, we're going to do that foot first. This horse is not head bobbing lame, but he is not comfortable. Yes. I also want you to look at him as he's walking towards you. Look at his gait. His neck is stiff.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: His head is held a little high. His ears are back. The eyes are kind of glazed over. And the gait is rather short.
1: He's so in I pain. I want you to
4: notice all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. And they did. And they did. So I said, let's start on the foot that he doesn't want to stand on, because we don't want to stress him. And so we went through the whole um, uh, action Mm -hmm. of correctly trimming this foot according to measuring it. And that whole process is on Monty's extraordinary website, his university website, and if you click into Farrier, I'm just one of 300 extraordinary, three hundred lessons <laughs> that Monty has on his website. And, and on this, in this Farrier um, portion, it shows you exactly what we did in Panama
1: I and see. what anybody could yeah. do. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for the plug for the university. But you're well, the you know, only $9 Farrier. A m- yeah, <laughs> well, okay.
4: Debbie for nine dollars a month, everybody has three hundred lessons, and they can and they're
1: worldwide,
4: yeah, and they cover
1: true. everything, yeah, just so, like you know, like you in Panama, yeah, exactly, I know exactly <laughs> exactly exactly, but you know what so, I love it I love that you're scientific about it too, because there's so much craziness out there, Ada, we okay. don't know what to listen to anymore oh, about. Trimming our horses. So tell, t- tell them about a little bit about the measuring and why that's such a universal science that it really is the one thing you can grab in a horse's hoof.
4: Well, you have to ask yourself if a contractor is building your house, does he just kind of look at the foundation and say, gee, it looks level to me? <laughs> no, he puts an instrument on that foundation yeah. to make sure that it is totally level good point point. and we do the exact same thing with a ruler because we we know that the eye will lie to us our goal is to have 50 percent of the mass of the hoof in front of the center of the hoof okay. and 50 percent behind like a perfect seesaw a little Thanks. teeter-totter perfectly balanced 50 percent of mass in front 50 percent behind and we achieve that by First, taking off the flares of the hoof. We don't want any flares. Flares are enemies because a thickening in the wall will draw the foot to that thickening in his Mm -hmm. gait. I mean, he'll swing out and swing wide and come back in. Horses travel to height and weight. Mm -hmm. So we take off the flares. We trim the toe where we want it to be. We measure what that toe length is. Well, when we started, it was two and a half at the toe and two at the heel. So it was clearly out of, out of balance. Right. Way too much mass in front, not enough behind. Mm-hmm. So we went through the process. And the horseshoe was very good.
1: He and was listening. He, yeah. He was listening.
4: Mm-hmm. And it was all being translated. Oh, yes. The doctor right. had flown to Panama, and he had me on speakerphone, <sighs> and he, and i was speaking english and then he was speaking spanish to the
1: you had a doctor being doctor. your interpreter that's great yeah. amazing
4: and, and so um we we finished the job and i said now look before you put that foot down stop when that horse puts his foot down on the ground in a perfectly now has his heel back behind his leg and his toe is not way out in front of him. He's perfectly balanced. Look at his body. <clears throat> Excuse me. Watch his body. Look at his neck. Look at his head. Look at his ears. Don't look at the foot. So here we go. The yeah, horse honey. puts his foot down. Immediately,
5: uh. the
4: horse drops his head. His ears go forward. Mm. His eyes soften He starts licking and chewing, which is what I told them he was going to do. And he also let out a huge exhale of air.
1: Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah.
4: Sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. And when they exhale, you know.
1: Yeah, he's relieved. They're really Mm -hmm.
4: falling into a deep relaxation and comfort.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well done. So did he say muy bueno or did he say gracias or something?
4: <laughs> well, he 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 started crying out. He said, oh, my God, uh-huh. my God, my horse is doing this. I wish you could see it. I wish you could see it. I said, uh-huh. I do see it. I see it in my heart's yeah. eye.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's nice, yeah. I
4: know exactly what he's doing.
1: Yeah, Because you've done a million of these. Yeah, they can't lie. That's it. And they, they tell us lie. so much if we can read that yeah. language, yeah? Yeah. Well, you're extraordinary at that. You know, you ought to get a Skype. I can see a business now where you get people <laughs> calling and say, "Here's my Skype. I'm going to point it at my. I got you my iPad or something, oh. and point it at the horse. You know, and oh, so what's sweet. what's what's keeping you from internationally doing shoeing all day well, long? I think you. <laughs> this is
4: a good start. This is a good start. It anyway, is. we did the other foot. Mm-hmm. And the horse, he just couldn't stop licking and chewing. Wow! So then they. They walked the horse for me and they filmed the horse coming back.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And his head was way almost on the ground. His body was undulating and rhythmic when before it was tight and stiff mm-hmm. and had no rhythm to it whatsoever. And he was, even as he came up to the camera, he started licking and chewing again.
1: Oh, how cute. That's your reward, isn't it, Ada?
4: Yeah, that's the reward. The doctor. Mm-hmm. Was beside himself.
1: I would be. Yeah, it was so, so great excited. when you get it right. Ugh, yeah,
4: he was so happy, and and even the night before, you know, they had all watched that DVD uh, from Monty's website. You know, they had taken the trouble to educate themselves the night before, so it wasn't really, you know, a cold call, so to speak. They mm-hmm. they knew what was waiting for them. They just That's... needed me to. Helped him through step by step to do it. Perfect. And they did a great job. Perfect. Well,
1: so did you. That and great that you had an extension of an arm of a good farrier, that would do what you asked him to yeah. do too. I yeah. have a couple of questions. A couple of questions because yeah. some people may not have heard your earlier interviews or may not know your okay. the science behind. But some some people uh, when we're talking about the hoof, we're a little confused sometimes about what naturally occurs in an individual horse's hoof and what occurs because of human intervention, you know, when we're shoeing the horse or whatever. So there's hoof conformation, and I I think we can safely say that that is influenced by humans. And then there's hoof anatomy, which is the natural way that the horse's hoof is going to grow. Where does that line divide? When you work with a horse, how much do do you are you overcoming hoof confirmation because you're fixing something that a farrier did versus working with a horse's hoof to make it just more optimal than maybe his natural growth
4: Well, that's a very good question. I hope I understand it correctly. <laughs> the hoof is going to reflect the leg uh-huh. and ninety nine point nine percent of horses do not have you know, straight straight legs. They turn out. They turn in, mm-hmm. and and so the foot and the conformation of the foot is simply following the direction of the leg. Mm-hmm. And what happens is because the leg is slightly crooked, now the foot lands harder on one side than the other. There's more stress on one side than the other. The hoof that gets the side of the hoof that gets less stress starts to flare out. And the hoof, the side of the hoof that gets the most pressure, gets jammed up on the inside, gets very straight. The outside gets very wide and flared. And what we what we want to do, our goal is to take away all those flares, have an even hoof wall all around, have fifty percent of the mass in front of center, fifty percent behind, and instantly, instantly, that foot is under the leg.
1: So it's you're not outside, you're not taking two out, months to to trim and trim no,
4: and do it one time and, no yeah. you just do it one time you, you just okay. you do it it's done in thirty minutes yeah and you go all the way your father said oh Ada you're not gonna you're not mm. gonna do that all at once I said oh yes I am
1: watch this this horse <laughs>
4: is crying to be right yeah.
1: right that's it
4: and so the horse that's left unattended is just going with his crooked leg is just going to grow a crooked foot. Mm. So, all we do is pull that foot back into a you know perfect roundness and a perfect fifty fifty, and it automatically puts it under the leg. And then you have to keep it up. You have to yeah. trim you know twenty one days, thirty mm-hmm. days, sixty mm-hmm. days, eighty days. It just depends. You have to look at it and make sure that you you maintain that trim correctly
0: mm-hmm.
1: are are some of the normal feet? It, are they breed specific too, or it, it, I guess some yeah. discipline probably creates some issues? But no, no, no breed is has. Yeah, okay, all right, nope.
4: good. Well, yeah. a Clydesdale has a big, wide, flat foot, Ooh. and a little quarter horse <laughs> has a kind of round, cuppy foot. But the the center of the foot, forever and ever until the end of time, is three quarters of an inch back from the active tip of the frog. Whether See, it's that's a pole so or interesting.
1: I Isn't have that no interesting? No
4: idea how that happens, but it is totally true.
1: Yeah, explain the mean that how you measure, how you use you created that tool based on science. Well, so tell tell um, us about that.
4: Yes. The golden mean is uh, has been in universal thought for over five thousand years. And the golden mean is the uh, mathematic formula that's sort of one third and two thirds, but it's more specific than that. And what else do we call it? The golden mean we call it, there's other names that is used. Mm-hmm. Um, artists use it when they paint paintings. The Mm. facade of the Parthenon is a perfect golden mean, and the hoof itself is a perfect golden mean. Our knuckles on our hands, the whole dimensions of our bodies are all a perfect golden mean, and there's a way to measure that, and I have a little measuring tool that just Mm -hmm. simply confirms that the 50-50 on the bottom shows a golden mean measurement uh, from the bottom to the from the hairline down mm-hmm. it's a little complicated to explain on a phone but
1: but it makes perfect sense when you tell us that it is something that you find in nature and that we're trying yes. to get to that ideal that nature yes. has built into this cone which is called that's a hoof right. yeah that's right. yeah that's i right. i just love that because it does it does get confusing and when you can say things and just cut to the chase like that I, you know to well, me we that's we are
4: all perfectly made nature god our higher powers, whatever yeah. one wants to believe in or not believe in, we are all perfectly made. Mm. And all we need to do is allow that horse to be in his perfect balance.
5: Yeah. And yeah. he is
4: perfectly made confirmation. Even You're with his crooked legs. It. We mm-hmm. can't do anything about crooked legs, uh, Debbie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he knows where his crooked leg is going. We just make sure that that foot is right under that leg.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. So what's, what's set for this horse now in Panama? Is he going to go back into racing? Or are they well, happy to- I tell
4: you what, this lovely doctor, Dr. Araus Dutari, has called me and emailed me and sent mm-hmm. me pictures and videos, oh. and he said, this horse is so good. He just, he's just so happy, and he's going forward. And as I, I, I told him, I said, this horse needs a lot of rest.
1: Yeah. dispensaries
4: need a lot of yeah
1: practice. that's it
4: you know you and your veterinarians and trainer you're going to know when he's ready i'm not i'm not a veterinarian but
5: mm-hmm.
4: he he he's so happy and we're trying to get down to panama The foot's a little trashy it's kind of mushy and humid down there and The
5: foot's, mm-hmm.
4: you know thin walled and 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 not very strong and i'm mm-hmm. trying to get farrier's formula made by life data labs in alabama mm-hmm. down to panama but It's tough shipping into foreign countries. They have a lot of restrictions.
1: Yeah, wouldn't you know? They they can ship everything up here, but (laughs) I know you have to. You do have to be careful. We'll have to make a trip. Maybe we have to make a trip to Panama. Want to do it? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's easy (laughs) peasy. We just jump on a plane. Maybe get busted for having formula in our bag. (laughs) Exactly.
4: Well, and I told the trainer, I said. You and your horseshoe, you need to measure every horse in your barn.
1: Yeah, said, that's right.
4: Oh, what? Really? I said, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Take a horse who's not lame. You're just training him. He's doing well. Trim him with this perfect, uh, clock him. Go out and run him and clock him mm-hmm. in the morning. And then trim him, wait a couple of days, let his muscles and shoulders, you know, relax and do his new, happy, relaxed, balanced foot. And then, and then, run them again. And clock get them again, workout. and see how fast I can guarantee you, you're well, going to get a faster time. Yeah. And aren't yeah. you in the business of winning?
1: Well, that's all they get paid for. Actually, is crossing that that's line right? first. That's right. <laughs> 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 oh, thanks for sharing that story. That's a fun story i love I, I love it when people get breakthrough moments with their horses, you know, and this guy has now found well, the mother the owner
4: years. is and he said, "Oh, I'm so glad you're tied up with Monty Roberts. I've admired him for so many years. I know yes. who he is, and i I know his training. I mean, he was just a thousand percent a thousand percent lined up with everything
1: yeah he yeah, you got him. It, it was a oh, pleasure insane. to work with him." Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. So where where do people contact you, Ada, if they if they want to start this new business where you, they send their videos? Okay. Out.
4: Okay. <laughs> no, um, where do you, where my they telephone, I'll oh. give you my telephone. at 626 327 3650.
1: All right. They the web- can go on
4: Monty Yeah, they can go on Monty's website oh. or my website, which is harrypatton.com h a r r y p a t t o n dot com. That's my blacksmith shop, okay. and they can see the ruler and how it works and see a little kind of video. It's thirty five dollars, and okay. my email is ada gates one a d a g a t e s one at gmail dot com. But you can call the shop. You can go into harrypatton dot com.
1: That's great. Um, That's great. I want to see a lot of more comfortable horses licking and chewing. So too. Me too, so. me yeah. too Debbie. Oops. Me too. Fantastic. Fantastic. And keep bringing the stories to us, Ada.
4: I will, darling. And thank you for our lovely visit today. I so I love talking to you. Oh, I love- me
1: too. Me too, sweetie. We'll talk to you soon.
4: Okay, Debbie. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: We all hear about Omega-3 and how important it is for your horse's nutrition. But why? Well, simply put, horses were created to get all of their nutrition from live natural grasses. Omega-3 is an essential fat found in many types of live grasses, and it's critical to the horse's health. If they were living on live grasses 24-7, they would be receiving enough omega-3. But in today's world, most horses are fed commercial feed and forage as their primary nutrition, and most of these are lacking in omega-3. That's where Omega Fields comes in. All of Omega Fields' flax based products provide a balanced essential profile of Omega 369 and may be helpful in alleviating problems related to skin, coat, hoof, joint, and sand colic. One of Omega Fields' terrific products is Omega Horseshine. Omega Horseshine is an Omega-3 stabilized ground flaxseed supplement for horses to help maintain a shiny, healthy coat, strong, solid hooves, and top performance for horses in all life stages. Omega Fields provides the best human-grade, non-GMO ground flax that can help horses with dry, scaly, itchy skin, joint pain and inflammation, poor hoof growth, allergies, and more. Don't just listen to Debbie and I. Alexandra, a customer of Omega Fields, says any horse I ever own, I will feed them Omega Horse Shine and I will recommend it to anyone. You can get your Omega Horse Shine today at OmegaFields.com, or just for our listeners, get 15% off using the coupon code Monty2015. All one word, it's Monty2015. For 15% off your next order at OmegaFields.com. That's omegafields.com.
1: Pat Roberts is an accomplished horsewoman. She grew up loving horses and has trained, bred, and showed championship horses throughout her life. She met Monty Roberts in grammar school, and after marrying, they began their careers in horses together. A talented artist, it was natural for her to gravitate toward creating numerous sculptures. She does bronze of the horse in motion. Pat has been honored with many awards, and her sculpture is part of the permanent collection at the Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington and the European Museum of Art, as well as several corporate headquarters, both in the United States and abroad she has collections and collectors in over 15 countries now and she also happens to have one in the personal collection of her majesty queen elizabeth ii at windsor castle well welcome pat roberts hi mom hi there i'm so glad you could come on right away after your visit i don't want to give it away yet people might not know what we're talking about so where were you last weekend
5: I got on a plane and I went to England and directly to Windsor Castle as the guest of Her Majesty, who celebrated her April birthday at the Royal Windsor Horse Show
1: over the weekend. So that's where I was. And you were invited. It wasn't just like you bought a ticket to the horse Mm -hmm. show and set up going. We were
5: we were the uh, your dad. I met your dad there. He he left home in March, and <laughs> this is the first yeah. time we've caught up with one another. And he's been on tour, as you know. But anyway, we we met there, and we were guests of Her Majesty, and we stayed at what's called the side door at Windsor Castle. Oh, that it's sounds acro- cool. It's across the uh, the yard from where the Queen has her apartments. But we were her guest, and uh, we've stayed there before. And uh, we had the same room. It's the Margaret Thatcher uh, uh, suite.
1: Oh, really? Oh, what's it look there? like?
5: Is, it, is Well, it's, it... it's quite large. And, oh. um, you know, it's, it's rather fancy and nice and uh, comfortable. And, uh, you
1: know, we feel kind of at home there. Can you believe that? How many times have you stayed there?
5: Well, we've been in in the Margaret Thatcher suite now twice, but we've stayed there before and we were in the Norman Tower which is really interesting because that's the um tower that kings and queens and princes uh people that the uh present king or queen didn't like oh. were incarcerated. Oh, and they kidding. They would they would lock them in the Norman Tower and uh, what's so interesting about it, it's now where the governor resides and we've been guests of the governor in the past. Mm-hmm. And um there is one portion of the tower where these uh kings have uh uh taken something and written their names and, and put notes on a wall. Oh. And you can see it. It's it's protected. There's a plexiglass uh partition that you can look through, you can't touch it, but there it mm. is. And it's just fascinating. I can't really remember all all of them that, that we saw because it's right. been a few years now since we've been in the Norman Tower. But it's mm-hmm. really it's really something.
1: So are you saying Very the cool. the kings and queens and princesses were graffiti artists and they were <laughs> signing these walls? <laughs> well really, it looks else? like
5: that? When when you're locked up in a in a tower, okay, what else is that's, there to do? Yeah, that's so they, true. you know, they would say uh, King whatever uh, was here and the dates and uh, you know things like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. They probably said naughty things about whoever locked him <laughs> up, too. I don't want to hear that far. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's keep this a clean show. Yeah, this is a family show. That's right. That's right. How right. fascinating. Okay, so you got there and you settled in and then you got to go to the show. So where did you sit and what did you see? Okay, well, it, it, it's the Royal Windsor Horse Show that they have each year.
5: And we've been there several times now, and particularly like uh, during the Queen's Jubilee or her 80th birthday. And we sat in what's called a royal enclosure. And um, it's right, we sat, you know, I think the Saturday afternoon, we were about three or four rows uh, above the Queen. She was right on the the front row. Mm -hmm. And then on um, Saturday night, we were also... In that same area, and she didn't actually come to the show on Saturday because it was really once again kind of a, a warm-up uh, a, a performance uh, yeah. for the actual one that she was going to attend, which was Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, then on Sunday evening, um, she was there and came in in a beautiful carriage, and she and Prince Philip, and then behind in another carriage were uh, Charles and Camilla.
1: Oh, fun!
5: And uh, Edward was there, and edward's wife and and uh, he rode a horse on Sunday evening that the Royal Canadian Mounted Police had given to the Queen. Uh, they they named him Sir John, and that wasn't after Sir John Miller, I'm told. Oh, and I don't okay, know. you asked, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I asked, of course. Yeah. Uh, but um, and then Edward rode rode him in uh, on Sunday evening, and Anne was p- part of the parade, and it was it was amazing because. Uh, during the entire performance, and they had lots of, of celebrities there, uh, either like uh, Helen Mirren was there, uh, and uh, she she introduced some of the events that were happening that evening. But there was a, a huge uh, uh, um, screen, and they were uh, showing... Uh, photos of the Queen from the time that she was a little girl oh. until present, and that was that was going on uh, throughout in in and out between different performances.
1: Oh, how of, beautiful! Did but there were, 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 there were horses in in most of those photos. I bet.
5: Oh, a lot of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd probably eighty
1: percent of them have oh, horses. That. Yeah, naturally yeah. because that's her love. So would and, you during, would you want to, you want to see a progression of your life, or do you think it was flattering?
5: <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, I don't know I mean, you know Age is a terrible thing I mean, it, it, it's, it's not kind to us I mean, and the longer we live You know, uh-huh. which is a good thing She is 90 <laughs> but, but, Well, She yeah. is 90, but I have to tell you That she looked radiant She, mm-hmm. she had a glow to her She, she smiled the entire time She mm-hmm. looked like I've never seen her look so happy it was really special to see the Queen looking so well. And then there was Prince Philip, who's now 95
1: years old. Right. And
5: he's still driving. Can you imagine? Driving, driving a, a
1: carriage. A, a carriage, yeah. Yeah, you I think they took his driver's license away. But no, 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 no,
5: no. They took his driver's license away <laughs> a long time ago. But he's still, he's still driving those horses around the a Windsor uh, um Grounds and uh, he looks well too. He they look both both of them are looking really great.
1: Amazing. So horses do this. That's what it. That's the ingredient, isn't it? That's it. That's exactly
5: right. So just keep keep on riding and keep on, you know, spending your life around them because they're good for you.
1: Yeah, and I have to say there is one heck of a photo of you and Dad outside the castle, and you're <laughs> in this. What color would you describe that dress as? Oh, mauve. <laughs> okay, there you go. It's just
5: a really lovely kind of a royal color. Oh, and, perfect. Yeah. That's yes. It. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it was it was—it's kind of a special. I, I've never had so many compliments on, on an outfit as I did, uh, but it's probably because it's all over Facebook. Everyone wow, that I talk dessert. to says, oh, I loved
1: your dress. It's and you, beautiful. You guys look well, stunning! I don't know what else to say. You just do, and, and 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 you know, I've got the the post to back you up on on, on the Facebook too. People will have to go there and see it. But uh, you don't look your age. I'm so sorry to say, but you uh, you guys are not acting your age either. So, Dad's in in top hat and tails. You have tails on. That's too? right. It's called yeah. a morning
5: suit, actually. Yeah. Um. And and th- and I thought it was always. M-O-R-N-I-N-G. It's not. It's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Did you know that?
1: No, like you're wearing to a funeral or something. Exactly. (laughs) Right. It looked gorgeous, though. It really didn't look like he was in mourning at all. (laughs) No, he he wasn't either.
5: (laughs) He was full of smiles. And, of course, during the evening. Well, uh, to tell you, uh, the the, um, different... uh, people that, that, that attended from all over the world. The King of Bahrain was there, mm-hmm. and they had three super, the largest cargo planes that possibly can fly full of horses that they brought from the East. Mm-hmm. And they, they had uh, trick ride, riders. They had, uh, oh, and just every kind of horse that you could possibly want. Uh, and they would come through. Uh, they had... Um, uh, some people from I don't is it Aber shoe. How do you pronounce that? The oh my gosh! I I've only seen it written. I don't know. Abberdeegine <laughs> or something like that. There anyway, you, <laughs> uh, you know what what rodeos? How we have uh, trick riders and everything. Well, they did all of those tricks. They they did the um, the, uh, the one that uh, Edith Happy used to do so mm-hmm. well, the hippodrome yeah. stand. But, they yeah. they went. Underneath the belly of the horse, around the neck, they did the Cossack drags, and that was just one of the acts that they had. And then they had this man from uh, France, Pignon, I believe is his name, mm-hmm. who who came into the arena with uh, either eight or ten horses free and, and a, a small pony. And it was a really wonderful act. It was just fascinating. And, uh, you know, it, 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 just everything about the show was exceptional. They had, uh, races for kids. They had, uh, uh, well, oh, and on Saturday afternoon, we got to see the finals of the jumping yeah. and the USA won, which was well, really how- cool.
1: Yeah, how nice of them to do that for you. Yeah, I heard it was really. <laughs> it was very they
2: nice. Won specifically because you were there, Pat. Exactly.
1: exactly you think that was it? Because they well, have not been it, doing
2: a lot of that lately.
1: I know. Well,
5: he won easy, and don't ask me his name because I don't re- really recall. <laughs> but anyway, he's he's he'll probably be in the Olympics, and it's kind of a shame. I should have looked up his name, but I didn't. But anyway, we were I really bet, excited. Jim. Jen might know that, yeah. Exactly. She probably would. And then, of course, they they uh, played our national anthem, so that was nice. Yeah. And uh, it, it was just it, it all. Each day was really special. Uh, we were there for the Saturday afternoon um, performance that that evening, and then of course the final one where the Queen was in attendance uh, that evening, and the everything was was geared to honor her. And that mm-hmm. was Sunday, so.
1: For her birthday, yeah. Um, For her
5: birthday, yeah. That was the special one. But, you know, she she was there all afternoon for the Saturday performance, and she stayed to the very end. And almost, uh, you know, everyone was surprised that she stayed, but she was just having a great time.
1: Yeah, so she just roams the grounds, I understand, because there's various uh, shows going on. Oh, tell well, the story. Tell the story about uh, Terry Pendry and her winning one one of the classes or her horse winning one of the classes and she accepted the award.
5: Oh, it, it was it was really super. It was uh she, you know, uh one of the things that that they were honoring her for and, and showing the public was wh- what her interests are. And mm-hmm. of course, uh the, she has cattle and she has uh uh, dogs. She's mm-hmm. got. Um, they they brought in two beautiful beef uh, uh, heifers mm-hmm. and uh, uh, a couple of milk heifers and then a little Billy goat <laughs> and then her her uh, dogs that they use for hunting and then uh, Perry wrote in with um, uh, several different uh, people on different breeds showing the, the different breeds that she uh, shows and. Uh, Every year that I've been there in the morning, she's wandered around, and you wouldn't ever, ever think that there's any security, but of course there is. Just don't Mm. see them. It's very, very understated. But almost every year, she's won classes there, and this year was no exception, so... Anyway, their their her breeding programs are doing very well.
1: Doing well. Yeah, good.
5: Extremely. And they brought in uh, four of her retired racehorses uh, oh. with jockeys on, and they, they ran them around the arena, which was very cool. Oh,
1: and then, fun. of course,
5: up on the screen, they showed she has a, a lovely mare that I think her name is Estimate or something like that. Yeah. That had, yeah. had a baby this year, and they had photos
1: or a video of that. And uh, anyway, I I heard that was one of her top 10 favorites of all time, horses, actually. uh, Yes, exactly. And she has
5: two or three really nice prospects that your dad started for and set the program up uh, this year. And uh, one of the reasons that that we were invited and honored was the. all of her trainers were there for Sunday evening, and rode in Landau's uh, across the arena while they were being announced. And uh, at dinner uh, earlier, I sat next to one of one of the the thoroughbred trainer, not the the jump trainer, and uh, he said he, they're really happy about the horses the way they're coming out of the program and and they're doing better than ever so yeah, anyway yeah.
1: dad's doing good work he's yeah they'll they'll sign him up one more year to, to volunteer yeah. for that yeah it's <laughs> fantastic no and Carlton house some people who have watched uh, the the thoroughbred team that she sends around the world with these horses. uh, Carlton House won the Australian Open, which was just, that was maybe two falls ago, I think. And Mm -hmm. that was just earth-shattering because uh, he he really did well. And so that's come out of that program, too, that Dad's been working through. So
5: That's true. He's he's been in that program about four or five years now, I think.
1: Very exciting. So the story I heard is from Terry was telling us is, um, and ta- we should mention that Terry Pendry is the head stud groom to the Queen and uh, wasn't uh, back in 89 when Dad first, you and Dad first went over there, uh, but later uh, earned that position as somebody else retired. Was that Did he move into Sir John Miller's position or was that different? No,
5: uh, Sir John was, was at Equary. That's uh, right. Equary is, is a, a person that um, uh, coordinates all of the movement of, of Everything, her horses, her cars, etc., etc. et cetera. Et cetera. Mm-hmm. Terry, as, as, it, it doesn't sound like it's a very high position when you say he's her head groom, but yeah. literally, he that is a very important position because he rides out with the queen. Yeah. And uh, she rides, every day that she's at Windsor, she rides out in the morning. She mm-hmm. doesn't ride those great big 17-hand uh, warm bloods. Uh, um, now, she she's riding smaller horses, um, different breeds, um, mm-hmm. cobs, and et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and Terry rides out with her. And uh, I suspect that as long as Terry's around, she and, and Terry mm-hmm. will be riding at Windsor
1: in the morning. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's a great – people can Google that Uh Google Queen Terry Pendry, uh, and maybe Fell Pony or something. She's she's mm-hmm, on a beautiful Fell Pony. Yeah, yeah. She loves yep. her Fell Ponies, and uh, and so Terry was with her when she accepted one of these horse show um, ribbons awards with mm-hmm. her with her pony, and uh, she wasn't riding the horse, but uh, she's no, the no, owner. No. And so she she takes the award and then opens up the envelope, and he he encouraged her to open up the envelope. <laughs> You're gonna and tell I guess, that story. Yeah, I love it because I love a belly laugh out of the queen. I just think that it's just precious. And she opens up, and it was a Tesco, which is their, you know, kind of lowly grocery store. There, uh, what was it? 50 fifty pound. It, it was a fifty pound gift certificate. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. Who doesn't There's... love grocery store gift certificates? Oh, well, yeah, I don't the know queen. If the queen goes very often, but <laughs> somebody has to do the grocery shopping. Right. I'm I, sure know, know. Grocery I know. I know. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You know, a little aside, which it, it seems so strange. To me, but they don't. Uh, a
1: blue ribbon is designated for second place,
5: That's it's right. a red r- ribbon
1: for the winner. That's Did you right. know that? They do everything opposite <laughs> us, they drive on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> it's <kidding>. true. <laughs> we have and, a lot oh, of UK friends who listen to this, so you're doing the right thing. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> now speaking of, of driving,
5: which was really, really nice of them, but Jaguar Range Rover, uh, through Terry. Uh, uh, arranged for us to have this brand-new, beautiful Range Rover to drive up and down the hill because the castle is way up high, and you have to go down through fields and on roads to get to where the showgrounds are. So we we drove around in this wonderful car, and, you know, Range Rovers didn't used to be very comfortable, but they've really, (laughs) they've upped their ante there. So we were very
1: appreciative. Yeah, Very nice. Yeah. It so, was, I, yeah, I didn't even realize it was so far away. How far away is the castle from uh, where the Royal Windsor Horse Show is held?
5: Well, uh, by, if you go by road, it's probably a mi- over a mile. Oh, yeah. So it is pretty far. Went, cause
1: it? Uh,
5: it's right below the castle, uh, on the side that we, you know, where the side door is where we were staying, mm-hmm. which is the opposite side that you see when you see pictures of your dad and I. Um, that that's the uh, mews are the stable side that mm-hmm. the pictures have all been taken well it's the other side and it's kind of a straight hill down and mm-hmm. uh, in order to get down to the ground you have to drive past the queen's residence and then down the hill and around through the fields and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's quite a i'm glad we didn't have to walk
1: yeah, <laughs> glad you got a <laughs> Range Rover. That's really right. nice. Right. How fun. Yeah, people should go and see some of those photos too because the it's dramatic With from the horse show arena to see the castle all lit up behind those photos because it is up above. It's
5: is just beautiful.
1: beautiful. Yeah.
5: It really yeah. is. And, you know, one time, I, I don't know if it was the last time we were there, but uh, at one time we were up there on the uh, the castle of the, I don't know, what what do you call uh, the ramparts, I guess, okay, ramparts.
1: red and glare. We watched,
5: yes. And they the, they had uh fireworks, and we oh. watched them from there, and they were spectacular, it was yes. awesome. But uh, they, there
1: weren't any this year for some reason, yeah. So, yeah, budgets, anyway, that's all right. Uh, oh, it's, you're right, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story, it's a great experience. Aren't you glad you got to go through it?
5: I am so pleased. I yeah. you know I I've I've been so privileged uh, both your dad and I to have been involved and invited personally by her majesty to be involved in all of these wonderful celebrations of mm-hmm. her life, you know, mm-hmm. her jubilee, her birthdays and mm-hmm. uh, it it's it's very very special.
1: It is. Uh, yeah, well, blessed. And and I should say too that you've got sculpture, your sculpture, your bronze mm-hmm. in uh in the castle. Um where, where there's is she, two of
5: them at in two? at Windsor. There's Moment of Join Up and there's Miss Tessie, the the mm-hmm. English lady riding a side saddle. Yes. Western side saddle. Yes. yes. So that that's and and when your dad visits um he sees them, he says, so they're there.
1: They're they, still there.
5: Yeah. They're still there. She has quite a collection of uh, bronzes that people have given uh, to her over the years, but most of them are up at Sandringham. I've seen the collection there. Uh-huh. Pretty,
0: Beautiful.
5: That, that's also where her Fabergé collection is.
1: Oh, I'd love to see that. So oh,
5: it's awesome. There's a whole yeah. room for her Fabergé.
1: Oh, my God. No, you seen it, it then?
5: I've seen it. I've been to San William, yes.
1: We've got to send you back with a, a, a good phone with a good camera.
5: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know. I really do need to update my phone.
1: <laughs> More snapshots. More snapshots. We do. More photos. We need them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for getting the ones you did. I really, I totally feel privileged because I know the media. I heard the media was very strict on this one. They're very protective. Oh, they only had
5: three official photographers and uh, I don't know how many videographers, but uh, it was it was very tight. And, you know, I I saw something that I'd never seen before when i have been there at the Royal Windsor Horse Show. In fact, when we were in the reception room uh, prior to Sunday's per, uh, evening's performance and dinner, they sent in a sniffer dog in the room. Oh, good. Okay. And then uh, we were overlooking uh, the grandstand and the seating, and they had all kinds of sniffer dogs going through everything. So uh, security was much tighter this year than than ever in the
1: past. That makes me feel better, actually, because the time when we were at, at the uh, Guards Polo uh, at Windsor, the Windsor Polo Grounds, there, I I, c- I couldn't identify any. I mean, it was just amazing. I, it's it's relaxing, but it's kind of nerve wracking too <laughs> well, when you don't think there's any security around you.
5: Oh, I know I, the, the first time. I I don't know how long ago, but it was a long time ago. I one day I was in the Muse, uh, and here goes the Queen, or here comes the Queen and (laughs) Prince Philip, and in a Jaguar, and the Queen is driving, and they head off to town (laughs) by themselves. There was no one around, but uh, you know times are a little bit different too now. Yeah, I I don't know. That might have been the the first first time I was there,
1: which was back in 1989. Eighty nine, yeah. No, I think she's been snapped a few times in her Range Rover without, um, uh, without any. She's just driving. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. She sneaks that's, out. She's, she's
2: got Moxie, the Queen. She's got. Moxie. She does. She does. Right. love it.
5: She does, and she's just you know very independent. She's you know, anyway, uh, she's a great lady. We, great lady. We admire, and uh, she's she's beloved by her most people. And uh, uh, your dad feels that she's the greatest influence uh, in the world at this point uh, with regard to the treatment of horses and people.
1: Mm -hmm. I think so too. Generations now. My goodness. Mm -hmm. She has. Mm -hmm. She's been supportive. Well, great. Well, thanks for sharing that story, Mom. It's really precious to hear it from somebody who was there.
5: Well, it was my pleasure.
1: (laughs) Good. We'll have you back for the next round, whatever that may be. You guys are, (laughs) we have to keep up with you.
5: Well, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pat. This is a lot of
5: fun. Yeah. Okay, you're you're welcome. It's great talking with you both of you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Whisper the language of the herd. Listen, you don't have to say a word.
2: It's time for Jamie Jennings to fetch an email from Monty Roberts' inbox and share a morsel of Monty's wisdom in a little segment we like to call Ask Monty.
4: Leave this world a better place than
6: The magic in the language of the
0: moon.
6: Dear Monty, why do you dislike single-line lunging? Monty's reply. It is my strong belief that single-line lunging is the second worst piece of horsemanship on earth, second only to striking a horse to produce pain. I know this is a bitter pill for many people, but if you consider the matter properly, you can only conclude that I am right. In demonstrations, I consistently show how horses that have been single-line lunge for significant amounts of times are truly habituated to a pattern of travel that is injurious to mind and body. Every horse that a single line lunged for more than 30 days or so will travel with its head to the outside of the circle. This one act sets the pattern for complete anatomical malfunction. Once the head is outside the circle of travel, the spine must then take a curve opposite to the circumference of the circle on which the horse is traveling. When the spine is curved inappropriately, then the pelvis attachment and the shoulders are acting in an uncoordinated fashion. What this means is that two main muscle masses of the horse's anatomy are working one against the other, while they should be assisting one another in harmonious effort. I use a surcingle with side reins that have elastic in them. Schooling the horse to travel with his head directly in front or slightly inward to the circle, I gradually tighten the side reins until I achieve bilateral symmetry. At this point, I put two lines on the horse so that I eliminate the weight of one line attached to the horse's head. With two lines, I can easily control the rear leads so that the horse
1: does not travel disunited. For more of these insights into good horsemanship... Go to www.montyroberts.com and click on the orange banner that says Get Free Horse Tips.
3: Hi, I'm Monty Roberts, and I'm dedicated to training horses without pain. You can learn to do it, too, on my Equus Online University. Western, English, the beginner, or the advanced rider, it doesn't matter. You can connect with other students online, too, on our forum... And there's a new lesson every week. It's a lifetime of learning for you on my Equus Online University at MontyRoberts.com.
4: What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on
0: here? Where in the world is Monty Roberts?
1: Mani is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged, too. And July, we have upcoming really quickly now, we have the Mani Special Training with a translation in Portuguese. That's July 17th through twenty-one. And then right around that corner, we have August 1 through 5, Amani Special Training, the one that he does annually at Flag Farms in California. And then August 22 through the 2nd of September, we have another, the second annual Gentling Wild Horses course at Flag Is Up Farms. And then September 9, we have right there at Flag, we have a, a Friday Horse Sense for Leaders. And then we roll right into that weekend, September 10 and 11, with a Wild at Heart with Amani and Pat. And that's a fun weekend where we do lots of adventures. And then September twenty fourth through twenty five, we have a riding with respect. That's where we take the join up concepts and we say, what do those look like up in the saddle? Ooh,
2: do yeah. you ever do you ever do any video feeds of those?
1: You know, we haven't done that. Do you mean like a live streaming of it?
2: Oh yeah, live a little bit of live streaming or
1: some video because I'm very curious to see that. We have we have filmed it, and we do have some writing lessons that come out of that for the Equus Online University, but we're actually toying with the idea of doing some live streaming from it, but it would be very limited, so right. well, do come to, do, do come is, to the right, yeah, just as a teaser kind sure, of just to absolutely. show what we're out there doing, because it's not very mobile when we do it, you know, with right. the live streaming, right. and the class is kind of mobile, so we can do part of the arena work and some of those things that, that are would right That be great there. to
2: be able to just tune in for a five or ten minute bit of it here and there just to get a
1: visual of what happens, I think that would be very exciting. It's one of my favorite things, Jen, because you just don't get to see Monty and Pat up in the saddle teaching very often. So it is fun to and and to have that feedback directly to the students right there of all levels too. We have people that are green green riders and then those people who go, I just don't know that much about Monty Roberts concepts and I'm a good rider, but I want to know what does join up look like in the saddle. Mm-hmm. And and so many exactly so
2: many people want to apply it to work in the saddle and that's just mm-hmm. that's just awesome that you guys do that. And for everybody listening, if you couldn't remember all that when she uh, said it in her little lovely voice, you can go to MontyRoberts.com and see all of this great information. He's got his schedule up there, along with lots of other good stuff. Or you can call Flag is Up Farm, 805-688-6288. And for details about today's show, you can go to HorsemanshipRadio.com, where you can find links to today's guests, pictures, and lots more information. And we love your feedback. It helps us make this show better. So please follow us on Facebook at just search for Monty Roberts and comment there. And if there's things that you want to hear about on Monty Roberts' Horsemanship Radio Show. Let us know, or you can follow him on Twitter. That's right, Monty mm-hmm. Roberts tweets. It's Monty underscore Roberts. And go get that app. You can have all of the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go by downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for iTunes for your iTunes or Android. So do it today. It's quick, it's free, and it's easy.
1: Yeah, it's the best way. And many thanks to our sponsors too, IFA.com, Omega Fields, and Equus Online University. Be sure to visit all the other great shows on the Horse Radio Network at www.horseradionetwork.com. Until next time, have many happy horse hours.